Hello, and welcome to another veterinary team training podcast. My name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Today's topic, overnight shifts. If you're someone who's working on them, I'm going to give you some pointers of hopefully how to get through them a little bit better. And if you're an employer, let's talk about how to support the team a little bit better. I worked overnight shifts for over a decade, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed them, except for my body didn't love them. Whether it be a rite of passage because you're the new person, so you need to pull some overnight shifts, or because you get paid more money typically on an overnight shift, let's dive into the nuances of an overnight shift. First of all, working overnight shifts is not exclusive to emergency medicine. So I think a lot of you who are listening to this probably do work in emergency or specialty hospitals. But that's not the only people who are doing overnight shifts. We often forget about those who are doing poison control centers, even insurance companies, laboratory animal sciences, and other sectors of veterinary medicine. So we forget about those people. And unfortunately, we think, oh, it's only emergency medicine who's doing overnight shifts. That is probably the majority of individuals, but it's not the only people who have to do overnight shifts. I know for even our laboratory services, like IDEX or Antec, those are the big ones, obviously. There are individuals who pull all night shifts, overnight shifts at those facilities as well. So ER overnighters, listen, I get you, you are my peeps, but we can't forget about all the other overnighters who are working tirelessly to get us our lab results, to answer our insurance questions, or deal with animals who unfortunately ingested something they shouldn't have. It's estimated in the United States alone that roughly 8.6 million workers actually work overnight shifts. And by definition, it's anyone outside of like a 7 to 7 job, so 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So that could be someone who's working like 2 to 2, 2 p.m. to 2 a.m., or 4 to 4, 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. So there's a variety of overnight shifts, but for most of us, we classify overnight shifts as a full overnight, meaning you're getting off of work at 5, 6, or 7 a.m., just at the crack of dawn, enough to annoy you in terms of your sleep habit. As I previously mentioned, I loved working overnight shifts. In the emergency room, it was one of the busiest times, but it was also one of the quietest times, which for those of you who work overnight shifts, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, This is why it was quieter. The people left. In a large-scale specialty hospital, you had a lot of human bodies working there. So you had internal medicine, you have surgery, you have oncology, you have radiology. There's a lot of human beings in the veterinary hospital. And even though the workload increased, especially at night because all the general practices closed, honestly, not having that many people in the hospital made things less chaotic, which sounds very strange. But there was something really wonderful about having less people, more animals, and the workflow just seemed to flow a little bit better. There's also a little bit of silliness that occurs on the overnight shifts. While it is exceptionally busy, up usually until about midnight or even 2 a.m., sometimes 3 a.m., there is a little bit of a lull that generally occurs on emergency overnight shifts. And so roughly around 2, 3, 4 a.m., Overnight staffers tend to get a little bit slap happy, and I have seen some crazy stuff happen. Um, And sometimes we're just trying to fight to stay awake. Other times we're just generally giddy and acting silly. There's no one else in the building. There's no management. There's no boss. There's no nothing. It's just us overnight warriors trying to survive to stay awake until the morning shift comes in. 
And so you get to a little have a little bit of fun. Hopefully no one ever looks at those security cameras because, again, maybe the staff isn't completely working the entire time, which is okay. We have the tough job of trying to stay awake. There's also something a little bit refreshing. One of my favorite shifts is working in a blizzard on an overnight shift. I mean, that is truly something special that no one can take away from you. There's, the snow is falling. It's beautiful outside. Yes, there is some level of terribleness when you have to go walk a dog outside and there happens to be a foot of snow and it's cold and there's a nor'easter and the wind is whipping and blowing in your face. But because very few people drive in nor'easters or blizzards to your actual hospital, it's even slower. So whatever cases you start the night with, that tends to be the only cases you get in. And when that person actually makes it through the blizzard to the end nor'easter to your actual hospital, there's usually a real crisis that's happening. And there's something wonderful about being able to be there for that client at a time they need it the most because everybody else is closed down. But I can officially tell you there's something magical about watching a movie in an emergency hospital by yourself with maybe just a few other people, a few veterinary patients, and the snow is falling outside. There's also a wonderful sense of team camaraderie. I mean, you guys go through some shit on the overnight staff. Like, that is the reality. When you're working overnights, sometimes there's some crazy shit. The reality is, is that even in veterinary medicine, human beings come in intoxicated, a little bit out of their minds at 2 a.m. They might not be the most normalist of human beings that come through your ER door. And yeah, some crazy stuff happens on an emergency hospital during the daytime. But I'm telling you, most of the really wacky stuff, you got to work the overnight shift in order to see that stuff. So it brings a sense of team camaraderie and you have stories for years. I mean, definitely some of my craziest stories happened because I was on an overnight shift. So Again, this is why I always loved working overnight shifts. All the other people would leave. It's only the emergency department. It was just me and my patients. We managed to get through exceptionally busy times and we were doing good work and it seemed less chaotic and I truly loved working with my overnight team. We basically managed ourselves because again, no leadership, nobody else and there's just strange, wonderful overnight rules that apply to the overnight staffers. So that's why I loved working overnights, but my body hated working overnights. So one of the weirdest things that I did, but it made sense at the time, and I would probably do it all over again. When I was the technician manager, I wanted to make sure that I connected with everybody on my team. So typically I would work two overnight shifts and then morph into a day, then work two different overnight shifts and then morph into a day. Even though on occasion I would work three overnight shifts in a row, those two overnight shifts were honestly enough for me. My body does not do well outside of normal night hours. I struggle to sleep in any given night normally, so outside of those hours, my body just doesn't want to do it. And I tried everything. Basically, I would get up at my normal hours, which is about 5 a.m., and then I would stay up all day. I would work the overnight shift and then I would go to bed probably around 9 or 10 in the morning. I would be up every hour. I would be up at 11, 12, 1. Maybe then I'd skip an hour and I wouldn't get up until 3, 4. And by 4 p.m. I was so exhausted and so cranky. I just got out of bed and worked another overnight shift. That's not normal. 
Then the following day, I would basically be a complete zombie. I would try to fall asleep around 9 or 10 in the morning. And this time I would sleep a little bit better. But really, I saw almost every single hour tick by on my clock. And I tried everything. I mean, I tried the Benadryl, the melatonin. I tried drinking. I'm not saying that's healthy. But hey, who doesn't want a glass of wine at 10 a.m.? I tried different shades of wine. The red versus the white. Maybe it's a beer. Maybe it's a gin and tonic. You name it. I tried it with combinations, some melatonin with some Benadryl and some alcohol. It didn't honestly matter. No caffeine before bed, blackout shades, white noise, face mask, making my room really cool, making sure I had different sheets, making sure I had different pajamas. You name it. I just never slept. I literally saw almost every hour of the clock and then I would get up and I would do it all over again. And did I fall asleep at the wheel? Absolutely. I think that the majority of people who work overnight shifts at some point, you're going to fall asleep at the wheel. That's terrifying to say that it's such a normalcy, but it truly is. And luckily for me, I actually had my foot on the brake the entire time. It was always at a red light. I'd be sitting there waiting for the light to turn. The next thing you know, my eyes would close. They would just get heavy. I didn't have any sort of mental stimulation because I was just sitting in the car waiting for the light to turn green. And then all of a sudden, and I'd look around and go, oh my God, someone's honking at me. Oh my God, my foot is still on the brake. Okay, drive home, Amy. You got this, girl. You got this. Someone once told me, take the largest amount of like dollar bill that you have in your wallet, which for me was always like a one or maybe a $5 bill. Hold it out the window as you're driving and that'll keep you awake. I don't know. I tried that a couple times. It was a big pain in the butt to hold my hand out the window with a dollar bill or $20 bill or $10 bill, holding it out the window and actually trying to also manage to drive the car. You startle way easier, by the way. On the lack of sleep, everything just makes you super jumpy. And so there were times where I'd be driving home and a car would drive by me. I didn't know that there was a car next to me. I'd jump a mile. It was just a really terrifying experience. So I'm very proud to say I was never in a car accident because of of working overnight shifts, but did I fall asleep? Yeah, I absolutely did. And unfortunately, I know too many colleagues that absolutely fell asleep at the wheel and drove into a ditch, hit somebody. So I count myself as very fortunate. So let's dive into sort of why overnight shifts in general are not good for you. And then let's dive into things that employers can do to help support the overnight staff. Because I just recently sent out sort of a poll to people and said, what else can we do to help support overnight staff outside of shift differentials? Because working overnight shifts is tough. And we'll dive into some of the science behind why it's just not natural. And then let's dive into how to better support them. Because we throw money at them and go, Here's a dollar, here's two dollars, maybe here's three dollars more an hour. But that doesn't fix all the side effects of working overnight shifts. So I do think if you are in a leadership role, we have to figure out better ways to support our overnight staff. So first, let's dive into the science about how human beings should not be awake at all hours of the night. Dr. Frank Shear is a neuroscientist at Harvard Medical School in Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, and he's studied the effects of overnight shift for quite some time. And for him, it, he goes beyond just the psychological effects because I think a lot of people don't realize that overnighters 
have a lot of psychological effects. They feel isolated. Their jobs tend to cut them off from their friends and family. If you happen to be a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I, it, I don't have kids, but those of you who are mothers who work overnight shifts, like you guys really are not sleeping. You're coming home. You're getting the kids off to school. Hopefully those kids are in school, but they're back from school one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. There's no way you're getting a good day's sleep. You're just not. And so it can be really difficult because you feel like you're missing out. Your kids are eating dinner while you're going to work and you're missing all that time with them. So feeling isolated from friends and family, a lot of overnight workers, unfortunately, people are like, you want to go to a movie? No, I got to work tonight. That's, that's what I do. It's also harder to exercise regularly. Obviously, there are some overnight gyms, but the vast majority open up at like five or six or seven in the morning. I'm sorry. There's not a lot of overnight people who've just worked 12, 13, 14 hour shifts. And then y'all want to go to the gym in the morning. If you're doing that, kudos to you. My body was completely like destroyed after working an overnight shift. My only goal was to get a few hours of sleep before doing it all over again. I don't know many people who work overnight shifts who then go hit the gym for an hour or two. Like that's probably not a thing that a lot of people are doing. So in not going to the gym, obviously, then one can deduce that you're probably going to struggle with weight loss. And the reality is, is that veterinary clinics don't always provide healthy options for food. And so pizza carbohydrates, and honestly, just sugar intake in general because you're just trying to fight to stay awake on the overnight shifts, caffeine, sugar, anything that's going to keep you awake. So Dr. Shear and other experts have really dove into the circadian rhythm and how it affects your body functions. So for those of you who are not familiar, circadian rhythm is basically your night versus day. It's the thing that makes you want to sleep. It's the thing that requires you to sleep. And your entire body system, whether you know it or not, is actually based around the circadian rhythm. Your heart rate, your metabolism, your digestive system, your immune system, your cardiovascular system, your hormones. Everything is sort of on this cyclical cycle that it's 12 hours on and roughly about 8 to 12 hours off. And so your circadian rhythm is how your body operates. It's used to seeing light. It's used to processing like sunlight into vitamin D to help strengthen your bones. It also sees that light and your brain has an effect. And neuroscientists will tell you that when you see sunlight and when you see day, it actually generates hormones within your head to start your rest of your body to waking up. And it will actually start your digestive system. Listen, those of you who wake up at normal hours, you know what I'm talking about. You're waking up 5, 6, 7, maybe 8 a.m. And guess what happens to your digestive system? A lot of you have to fart. A lot of you have to go take a poop. This is a very normal thing because your digestive system works on a circadian rhythm along with your kidneys and everything else. So we wake up and we go, Oh, good morning. We stretch, our heart rate increases, the farting happens, the bowel movements happen, the hormones get going. All those things slow down at nighttime. So what happens when we're not sleeping during the night? Well, guess what? Your circadian rhythm gets out of whack. And there's both long-term and short-term effects of working overnight. So short-term effects are things like that are experienced in people who say, 
go and fly on a transatlantic flight. You also potentially feel like you've worked an overnight shift. If you've ever flown from, say, United States to Australia, you're flying overnight. You're probably not sleeping very well. Very few people can afford those first class seats that actually lay down entirely. Most of us are crammed in economy, like walled up against each other, just trying to survive the 18-hour flight to Australia. Um, And that's basically like pulling an overnighter. For those of us who ever did an all-nighter in college, you kind of know some of these short-term effects. And then certainly if you happen to ever have a newborn in your household, you have actually pulled an overnight shift whether you wanted to or not. And so the first thing that happens on the short-term effect, fatigue. You are exhausted. You do not feel good. You just worked an overnight shift with your newborn baby, basically. You also can experience gastrointestinal symptoms like upset stomach, nausea, diarrhea, even constipation, heartburn. You can also be more prone to injuries and accidents just simply because you're so freaking exhausted. You can have a, unfortunately, just a general feeling of, I don't feel good today type of thing. The long-term effects are a little bit different. And so, unfortunately, these are harder to measure. They're trying to do a lot of research, and there are some good conclusive studies out there, but more research really needs to happen. Really, researchers have found some pretty hard evidence at this point, one of which is that overnight shift workers have an increased risk for some serious health conditions, which include things like cardiovascular disease. So for at least two decades, researchers have seen an association between overnight shift workers and the risks of heart attack and heart disease. In one study, the researchers actually found that the overall risk of the increase in cardiovascular disease raised by 40% if people did consistent overnight shifts for years. In general, the risk seemed to grow longer a person continues to work overnight shifts, and it makes sense. One analysis actually found that the risk of stroke increased 5% for every five years a person performed shift work. However, there's still so much more research that needs to happen because we don't fully understand really how bad is it. There's also an increase in diabetes and just damage to the metabolic syndrome. Your circadian rhythm is off. Again, we talked about how you're probably not eating very well, not exercising very well. And numerous studies have actually found that overnight shift workers tend to be at a higher risk of uh, actually diabetes. One Japanese study, specifically those who work 16-hour shifts, found that they had a 50% higher incidence of diabetes than day workers. And so shift workers have been linked with a lot of metabolic conditions, unfortunately. So high blood pressure, high blood sugar, obesity, high cholesterol, and those are all risk factors, again, for diabetes, heart attack, and stroke. We already talked about some of the psychological effects, but unfortunately, depression, there's a higher rate of depression linked with people who work consistent overnight shifts. And again, these are long-term problems. So if you're just doing one overnight shift here or there, you're probably not going to be experiencing higher rates of these things. But for those especially who are doing it for years, yes, higher rates of depression. We've talked about gastrointestinal issues, but actually an increased risk of developing ulcers. I've actually worked with some overnight techs who've developed some pretty serious ulcers from, you know, being on overnight shifts, not eating well, increase in obesity, all of those things. Problems with fertility and pregnancy. Researchers actually have shown that overnight shifts can affect a woman's reproduction system. So unfortunately, people can have irregular periods, endometriosis, 
painful periods, low weight babies, fertility issues from working overnight shifts. And what about cancer? Well, it's not conclusive, but there is some strong evidence from both human and animal studies that they do believe that there is an increased risk. And so the, basically in 2007, there was a subcommittee by the World Health Organization, and they went so far as to state that overnight shift work is a possible carcinogenic. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And the types of cancers that they're kind of starting to identify might be a higher risk for those working overnight shifts, breast cancer. Again, your hormones are out of balance, so your circadian rhythm is out of balance, but also colorectal and prostate cancers. And again, it makes sense, right? Because especially with all the GI issues, and again, your hormones are out of balance. So there's a lot of increased risks in working overnight shifts. So now that I've thoroughly depressed you, if you are an overnight shift warrior and you love your overnight shifts, we have to figure out how to take care of ourselves first a little bit better. I've kind of dove into some of these. And if you're struggling with sleeping on the overnight shifts, I really do want to challenge you to make sure that you figure out how to sleep if it is all possible. I do truly believe that it is not possible for some people. There was a point that I uh, spoke to my doctor about Xanax. I was put on Xanax. I hated it so much. Uh, because I think I still struggled to sleep on Xanax, all I did was become extra loopy. I can't actually, I, I can't actually believe I didn't die that day that I took the the one tablet of Xanax because I went into the hospital so loopy, so out of like my brain. It was like I never got out of sleep or in sleep. I just it didn't help me at all. So for me. It was a one and done type of thing. But for many people, Ambien, Xanax, it works very well. There's plenty of other drugs and medications out there. So there is no stigma around taking medication. If it works for you, amazing. Definitely did not work for me. It just made me even more exhausted. And I just fought it. My body was like, you're never going to sleep. And then I was even more exhausted than I was before. So we talked about some of the things you can do to help yourself. No caffeine a few hours before you go to bed, blackout shades, white noise. There's a lot of studies that show that a cooler room temperature, you feel like you're in a nice cocoon and you wrap yourself up and you just snuggle yourself a little bit closer and tighter, you'll sleep better. So you don't want to be too cold. Obviously, you don't want to be shaking in the middle of the night or the daytime, but you want to make sure that you're cool enough. It drops your heart rate, drops your metabolism and forces you into sleep. So there's a lot of sort of this reptilian mammalian brain chemistry that's going on where you want to reduce your heart rate by dropping the the actual core body temperature but then don't freeze yourself out i don't want you to be super uncomfortable um, i also want you to think about just eye masks earplugs whatever works for you uh, certainly melatonin a lot of people swear by it didn't work for me Benadryl, certainly some people swear by that, didn't work for me. There's certainly herbs and other supplements that might help you to sleep. None of them worked for me. And then certainly while I'm not an advocate and anyone will tell you that absolutely you do not want to be drinking white wine right before you go to bed, alcohol is a depressant. I tried it. It didn't work for me. But if it works for you, hey, hashtag no judgment. So let's talk about on the flip side of this. If you are an employer, if you're a boss, if you're a manager or supervisor and you are employing those who work overnight shifts, let's figure out other ways other than just throwing money at them to help these individuals. Money is nice. It is a here you go for your pain and suffering. We're going to give you some cash money money. The reality is, is 
That's not going to go and help you with your obesity problem. It's not going to help you with the fact that we're not eating right. It's not going to help you with the psychological effects. It's not going to help you with any of that. Money is just basically a placator to saying, we're sorry that you basically lost a lot of your, your time trying to sleep during the day. You missed out on things with friends and family, and you probably suffered emotionally and physically doing this job. So here's an extra dollar an hour. That's cool, but that's not going to fix a lot of things. So when I actually put out the poll online, I wanted to hear from all of you. What are other things? Brainstorm with me outside of the box that we can help support overnight staff. Some of you gave ideas on just the common struggles that happen on the overnight shifts. You know, the ones I'm talking about where overnight comes in, they get their first code or critical case of the night, or you know they're about to ready to start diving into their, the lab equipment and they open up the drawer and there's no slides. There are no syringes, there's no catheters, and it is barren in all of the drawers. The day timers did not stock. I am exhausted. I got almost no hours of sleep. I just want to do my GD job with as little as drama as possible, and there are no supplies where they are supposed to be. You've got to be shitting me right now. That is exactly how I feel like I sounded on many of my overnight shifts. So listen, daytime people, if you are listening to this, I'm not saying you're not working and that you're not busy, but your overnight staff, you just heard about all of the things that make happen with their bodies. You heard about the sleep deprivation and yeah, some of them unfortunately are going to fall asleep at the wheel. Can you do them a little bit of a favor and stock the drawers and in return overnight people around like four or 5 a.m., 6 a.m., just please reciprocate. Make sure you guys are nice to each other. Just be nice to each other. I'm going to segue for a brief second. Like you're all on one team. Just get along, people. Be nice to each other. Please reciprocate kindness in return. But yeah, that's definitely one of the things. I, I saw a lot of comments about that. Like it'd sure be nice if they didn't leave all the garbage for us. The other small things, you know, there's nothing that pisses us off more than you come in, you walk into the break room, there's some balloons, there's a half-eaten cake, there's like garbage all over the place, there's basically cake crumbs. You have left the overnight screw cake crumbs. And the daytime people go, oh my God, we totally celebrated Amy's birthday today, that's amazing. And you're like, and you ate all the cake and left me like a half-eaten piece of cake and the crumbs and I'm supposed to clean that up. Don't do that to your overnight staff. I literally once opened up a box of pizza and found someone had taken two bites out of a slice and just left it there. And I was like, what the hell? So please, the poor overnight people get the cold pizza, the half-eaten pieces of cake. Like, that's super uncool. Just remember the overnight team. So those are the common things. Just general courtesy things would be nice. And obviously, the other things. Make sure you have enough staff. If you're in a leadership role, here's the other thing I always hear about. Nobody ever gets this right. We never see our, our manager, our supervisor, our, our hospital administrator. Show up. Be present for your overnight staff. You know, they're working super hard. It's not going to kill you to show up once a month at like four in the morning. Bring them freaking breakfast. Talk to them. Get to know your overnight staff. That really is the trait of a good leader. As I previously mentioned, when I was in a manager role, I worked every single shift. I worked holidays. I worked weekends. I worked overnights. I worked daytime. You name it, I worked swing shift. 
I was there, I was present for my people and I knew them. You need to do the same. Even if you're a hospital manager and you have a technician manager, maybe those that technician and assistant team isn't your direct reports, but show up and be present for them on occasion. Once a month isn't gonna kill you. They're literally doing it every week. Show up at three in the morning. You're scared of the living garbage out of them. You will, they'll be like, oh my God, what is happening? Are we all getting fired? Who's, why is the hospital admin showing up at three in the morning? But bring them breakfast, wake up at two in the morning, make them breakfast, show up with pancakes, man. Just that's going to really make them smile. And it shows that you care about them. So be present. If you are a manager, be present for your people because I hear about that all the time. So let's dive into some of these wonderful out of the box thinking things that you guys did. Extra PTO. The reality is, is overnight employees do not see as many daylight hours, leaving them with less time off because they're spending more of their time during the daytime acclimating and sleeping. If you are a daytimer, if you, especially if you're working emergency, you're working three to four shifts a week and you're going home, you're going to bed at a normal hour, you wake up, you get to see daylight. Guess what overnighters do on their first day off? They're sleeping or they're trying to. They're basically like a walking zombie. So some people try to stay up on their first real day off so that they can then sleep a normal schedule and then plow through. It is freaking miserable. At no point is that normal. So your overnight staff actually has less days off and that's super uncool. Is there any way that we can compensate them with more PTO, accrue more PTO at a faster rate of speed? What about coffee or tea gift card? I actually don't drink coffee, but I am a tea drinker. So most overnight employees need some type of caffeine to keep them awake. Do you want to buy a gift card so that they can stop off at the local Dunkin' Donuts? Listen, I'm from New England, people. That's actually our, that's basically our church is Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, yeah, Starbucks infiltrated New England many moons ago, but honestly, I'm a Dunks girl. That's, that's where I'm going to hang my hat. I don't want to hear about how the coffee's not as good. It's way more affordable, which means I have more money to go spend it on vacations. So regardless, whatever you choose, can we give them gift cards so as they're driving in, we can support that tea or coffee habit? What about just helping them with paying for blackout shades? What about white noisemakers? What about providing healthy food options on the overnight staff? You know, you provide enough food options to the daytimers. It really wouldn't kill employers to actually show up at 7 p.m. with fruits and vegetables or other healthy food options for the overnight team. What about throwing them an overnight appreciation day? I love that idea. First of all, overnighters often miss out on all the parties. They really do. They miss out on all the birthday celebrations, the baby showers, whatever you guys are throwing during the daytime. They miss out on it. It's super duper uncool. They get to see the remnants. Ooh, we have balloons in the break room. Guess I missed out on something else. So can we not throw the overnighters a party? Hey, daytime people, it wouldn't kill you to like show up at four in the morning, throw them a party, and then work your shift. I mean, what do you think overnight staff does? So let's throw an overnight appreciation day. Surprise them and do it multiple times so you hit up all your overnight uh, shifts. So the next idea I'm going to take credit for, definitely my idea. I used to work overnight shifts pre-Amazon Prime. How did we live life before Amazon? We have no idea. But honestly, Amazon Prime is amazing. I know, I get it. It's a big corporation, boo, hiss. But for me, it's saved my life many, many times. 
I one time ordered a roll of duct tape and it arrived same day. And that's pretty amazing because the closest store to buy duct tape was 25 minutes one way. So I saved myself 50 minutes. I literally got it the same day. It's amazing. To me, it's amazing. But one of the issues that I struggle with in the pre-Amazon days was shopping. I would come home, I'd be exhausted, I would need to run errands, even food store shopping, whatever that looked like. It was a struggle for me because I realized, oh my gosh, okay, I have to wake up, get to the store before my shift, get home, drop off the stuff, and then get to my actual shift. Daytimers definitely get it easier. They leave their shift at five, six, seven, even eight o'clock at night, and most of the stores tend to still be open. Targets and Walmarts and all those things tend to be open. But us overnighters, nope, they're closed. So I would say, why not you just pay for their Amazon Prime subscription? Why not? Why can't they just get that? What is it, $120, $130 now a year? Just pay for the overnight people to actually have Amazon Prime. That same subscription will save them on shipping and handling. They can order all the same day things or the next day things. They can literally order stuff in the middle of the night from the hospital and it hopefully will arrive the next day or at least the next day after that. That way they can shop and then they sleep and they don't need to worry about making it to a store while it's still open. Not to mention that it's okay to watch some television if it's super slow at your place of employment why can't they watch some Amazon Prime? I'm just saying there's some good shows on that. You should definitely go ahead and allow them to watch some television or when they get home. Now you can let them watch TV as they fall asleep. Consider an overnight bonus structure. So this was somebody who put, pitched this idea. They actually have this implemented in their hospital. For X amount of shifts that they work, they get X amount paid out. I love that. Do it. Absolutely do it. Another great idea, healthy food meal prep options. Have them be able to sign up for one of those subscription services, HelloFresh or whatever it is that they can purchase a certain amount of meals. Those meals get sent to their house and they can go ahead and have healthy food options before they come in. Another great idea, why can't we pay for Uber or Lyft vouchers or taxi vouchers when they're really super exhausted? They should be allowed a stipend that certain amount of money a month they will get to go home in an Uber or Lyft, so hopefully they don't wreck their own personal vehicle driving home from work. There were plenty of overnight shifts where I knew I was definitely way more exhausted than I normally was. And if I could have taken an Uber or Lyft, not at my own expense, I probably would have done that. I would have just Ubered myself home and then Ubered myself back and left my car in the parking lot. The problem was is I needed to drive my car home. So I very much unsafely got behind a wheel of a vehicle. They often say that working an overnight shift is the equivalent of being drunk. And I can officially agree to that because again, super jumpy, just trying to fight to stay awake, peeling my eyeballs open. Plenty of times I'm smacking myself on the face, blowing air condition on my face. Yes, holding the dollar bill out the window, uh, blasting music, talking to myself, any of the above in an effort to not crash my own car. So you guys gave me a lot of really great suggestions when I posted this on Facebook. So thank you so much. And I really do hope it, to challenge employers. If you are in a leadership role, I want you to start thinking about ways of either putting together an educational packet for your overnight staff to, to educate them on how to actually sleep better, ideas of how not to fall asleep, and then just supporting your team better with some of these ideas. I think we need to do better by our overnight staff, not just 
Here's a dollar fifty at a shift differential. Godspeed, my friend. I'm sure that's going to solve all of your psychological and well-being issues that you're going to experience on the overnight shift. That's not cutting it. And for those of us who have to actually staff overnight shifts, you guys know it's hard to find those overnight warriors. So treat them exceptionally well. And if you are somebody who's working daytime, on occasion, pick up an overnight shift. You know, it's going to it's gonna be a little eye-opening experience for you. You're going to have a better appreciation for those of them who are working it consistently. And it'll probably help to bond you with some of those people that you don't see often. Because when you do see them, they look like zombies and they're about ready to go to bed. So thank you guys so much for listening. Listen, if you are an overnighter, wherever you work, thank you for what you do. I personally, firsthand, can tell you it is tough. I never slept well. I absolutely loved working overnight shifts. I loved my team. That was my weird, wonderful overnight work family. And we had so many laughs, so many laughs because it was us against the world. And I absolutely enjoyed working those overnight shifts. But my body hated it. Um, And as I got older, it became exceptionally difficult. So for those of you who are consistently working overnight shifts, Thank you. You are true unicorns. You keep that hospital going. You are there at the time when the clients and the pets truly need you the most. Everything else is shut down. There are no other options. You are it. Um, You are the ones running the lab work in the middle of the night to get those people those answers. You are the ones answering the phone calls in the middle of night who with worried pet and firm moms and dads. You're the ones doing all of it. You're basically keeping the business going. So thank you for everything that you do. I truly, truly mean it. You are the heroes. And for those of you who are the bosses, the managers, and the supervisors, let's figure something out for our overnight peeps, man. They work super hard. So be kind to them. Make sure you have a healthy workplace environment. And let's think about some out-of-box ideas on how to support them a lot better. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate all that you do. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com and keep on being a unicorn. (laughs) 